Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number 30 for September 15th, 2010. I am your host, Kate Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is Susanna Scully, at Susanna Scully. Once again, I have to thank this show's sponsor, Solvate. As you guys have heard in the previous episodes of Meet My Followers, Solvate is building an amazing on-demand workforce. If you're a consultant, freelancer, or contractor, come join me and the other top independent professionals on the platform. You can create your profile in the Solvate Talent Engine by simply heading over to Solvate.com. Today's episode is actually with someone whom I've never met before, but she, you know, sent me an email. We interacted real briefly on Twitter, and uh, after doing some research, I was really impressed with what she's doing. Her name is Susanna Scully. Susanna, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Kate, for having me. Well, you know, you've obviously listened to these episodes, right, as we were talking kind of pre-interview, so you know what the first question in all of these are. So who are you? Okay, who am I? So, well, we have my name, Uh, but I am a career coach who helps people, you know, my tagline is find what they are made for. So people come to me and usually they're successful but unhappy in their jobs and they started out on this career path and just, you know, through inertia ended up climbing the corporate ladder and then one day wake up and say, what the heck am I doing here? I'm miserable. Um, And that's when they come to me. So that's what I do. Gotcha. So, I mean, your history, from what I can gather, puts you kind of on that own path. Would you yes. like to talk about that kind of initial, your initial career and, and how it kind yeah. of got to more or less burnout, it sounded like? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's funny. They always say you end up helping the people with the thing you need help with, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but um, so I started out my career in merchandising for, if you've ever heard of The Gap, um, so in the corporate world in San Francisco. And, um, and again, it was just, I fell into it. I, I enjoyed fashion and that was only fashion in San Francisco. So that's how I started. And I stayed with them for four years. I transferred to New York and worked in design and product development. So it was one of those jobs that sounded really cool, but I was pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. And, and then September 11th happened, which is actually today is, um, anniversary of September 11th, but yeah. that really shaped my experience in New York being there. Cause I was about 20 blocks north of, of when it happened. Wow. And, um, so it, that put things in perspective for me. And um, so I quit my job there and I moved to Italy with my sister and we worked as waitresses in Rome and, and I wrote every day and we traveled and I, it just, I fell into the Italian lifestyle, which was incredible. And again, just got perspective on what life was about and came back to San Francisco and wanted to keep that sort of idea and the way I was living my life and then got sucked right back into the corporate world mm-hmm. and went to work for William Sonoma as a buyer and did that, was miserable again, then thought I'd make a, a change and then went to become the director of marketing for a major wine company. It's called the Wine Group, which people would probably know Franzia Box Wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so I worked on their sort of cool brands and I designed labels and I wrote back label copy and did all these, again, kind of cool things. And was miserable. And um, my husband got really sick and tired of you know me coming home crying, talking about how much I hated my job. 
And I kept saying, if I only knew what I wanted to do, I would do it. But I just don't, I don't, I have no idea what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so then I saw Coach myself and um, discovered that that's what I love doing. And so here I am. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's, that's a heck of a journey. I mean, obviously, you know, you've had, you know, these huge internationally known brands Uh that you've, you know, kind of orbited around and and helped in big ways, I'm sure. It's very interesting, though, that, that, you know, even despite all your success, you were still unhappy. Well, that's exactly right. And that's what I realized is, yeah, it doesn't matter the recognition because I was successful. I was being paid really well. Everything. I had great perks, had great benefits. But at the end of the day, I woke up every morning and thought, oh, God, another day. And I think more than anything, it kept feeling like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like, I love, I've heard this, um, and I use it over and again, is your talents are needed elsewhere, right? And I love that. I love that idea of, of, you know, what are we here for? What are we made to do? How are we built? And it just felt like that. Even though I was good at what I was doing, it doesn't mean that that's what I should be doing, I think that's actually a really key distinction that a lot of people sort of um, steamroll over. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm right then. I'm right there with you, right? I mean, it's one of those things where you know, I, very early on in my career, I was, uh, I, I had a very. I had an ability to learn a lot of different coding languages very quickly um, mm-hmm. and you know, applied those inside of, of GoDaddy's legal staff, especially inside of the spam and abuse department where I was building internal tools and doing it really, really well. But I right. hated doing it. And right. so you know, it was one of those things where I came to a crossroads where you know what they decided to do a little bit of a corporate reorg and decided to give almost 80 to 90% of my time to an internal tools development team. And, you know, I was under contract with them, like, I, I mean, and by under contract, I mean, I had signed a deal uh, in wow. June 2008 to stay with them until June 2011, and in return, they were going to pay for my entire master's degree. So <sighs> when, when this happened, right, I mean, this is like right after the Lehman situation and everything's going right. to crap, and right. I sit there, and they do this reorg, and I say, not worth it, cut them, yeah. a, ch- cut them a six-figure check to get out of it and quit my job. Right in the worst economic environment uh-huh. ever, I decided to pull that ripcord. Um, so you know, I, I know that feeling far yeah, too well. Where you know what, you're really talented at something, but it's yeah. something you hate doing. That's so, right. Yeah. How, how well, I have you... the chills as you're telling that story. Yeah. yeah well, trust me, wow. there were more than chills involved on my side. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, I mean, how do you help people through that so, process, though? Yeah. Yeah. So. So what I do is people, and I do lots of different things. There's different ways I interact with people, but but in talking about how I help them one-on-one. So mm-hmm. they come to me, and the first thing that we do is is we figure out where they want to end up. So if you don't if you don't know where you're going, you don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So I lo- I lots of times like to think of myself as um, the information booth at a train station, right? So people come to me, and they're on this train, and they don't know how they got on it. And they don't know where it's going, but it's going fast, and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. So they hop off of it, and they come to me, and I help them chart out what their journey should be or what their path should be. And then I send them off on their way onto the next train that's heading the right direction. So okay. that's sort of an overview. But what I do is, you know, in the first session that we meet with each other, I figure out what's an ideal career look like for you. And it's so funny because everybody that comes to me, if I say this is a 10 out of 10 in you know, five or 10 years, tell me what would be absolutely amazing, mind-blowing. Almost everybody that comes to me tells me something that would be considered maybe a four or five out of 10, right? Because that's just the way we think. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to think big. Okay. We don't know how to, or most of us, we're just not trained to think that way. It's, 
well, it would be nice if I had, you know, great benefits. And I'm thinking, okay, that's 10 out of your <laughs> No, no, I'm talking like, you know, blow me away kind of things or blow you away, which is different for everybody. Sure. But so, so that's the first thing we do is, you know, what time would you want to wake up? What would your work look like? What would your commute look like? You know, would you work from home? Would you swim to work? Would you fly to work? Like, what, what would it be? And who would you work with? What kind of things would you want to be known for? All of that. So I help people first, yeah, figure out what's, where they want to end up. And then we back into it. So, okay, if that's the end goal, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. So I help people a lot with um, getting really clear on what are, you know, oh, let me explain it this way. I, I think everybody should be talking about their purpose instead of their passion. So if you talk about passion, I can be passionate about gardening, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be a gardener, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm passionate about um, animals, but it doesn't mean I want to be a zookeeper. But when you talk about purpose, there's, I like to think there's a formula to it. So purpose equals your natural talents mm-hmm. plus your skills plus your interests. Okay. That's very yeah. interesting. So, so again, natural talents, skills, and interest. And so natural talents I define as, you know, those things that come so naturally to you that people you're, you're known for with your friends, the things you're unofficially doing. So maybe if you're a great listener that, you know, whenever someone has a problem, they come to you. Or um, for you, Kate, that probably marketing comes really easily to you, yes, I imagine, extremely. right? Extremely. Yeah, right? It's just natural. It's, yes. just, it's just easy for you. So that's a natural talent of yours. Um, skill for you would probably be programming is one of them, right? Yeah. Um, interest, what's an interest for you? What would that be like? Um, what I are mean, things you love doing personally? I mean, one of the things, and it's directly you know, correlated with the format of the show here, is that I yeah. love to put people together, right? I love ah, to build a community. That is like yeah. somebody challenged me. 10 years ago to kind of sit down and really not leave a room until I knew what that one core thing for me was. And it always boiled down to community. So, you know, that's where the social media stuff kind of, I was very fortunate with the timing of my life to sit there and and to be able to say, okay, Hey, I can build community just as geographically dispersed. So that was something that was a huge benefit. Trust me, huge boom. I'm so fortunate. So yes. So that's a major interest of mine, right? Is people and then community and and a portion of that is also storytelling, right? Because you Uh, have to, you have to link people together. And the major way you do that is by actively telling each other stories. Yeah. Which we all love. Everybody loves the story. It's all about the story. Yeah. So, so that's so cool. So then all those things, right? That, shows you're living your purpose, right? Yep. So if you take, and obviously there's, there's, we would list more in there, but that there's a thread between all of that and that's your purpose. And so that's what I like to do to help people uh, gotcha. figure out so, what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit because I, you know, I, I'm very familiar with the flow zone state, right? Where you, you work to find that perfect little pocket where if you put it on a graph, right, it's typically an ellipse that runs from bottom left to top, right? Where your, right. your talent and the challenge at hand is within that very tight pocket. And it could yeah. be in, in, in interacting on all three of those points, right? Because you're interested, you're talented, and it's your natural kind of state of being. And right, so, yeah. you know, how do you use that? Do you try and, and point people to those kinds of opportunities to get into flow zones so that they just lose all track of time and they just get mm-hmm. into what they're doing? Or is that something that, you know what, you're, you're much more, you want to create some structure so that maybe that happens, but it's not the, it's not the end goal? Well, it's funny because that's actually one of the exercises that I do when, you, when you're talking about that lose track of time. Yep. One of the first things I give people is um, 
as something to keep in their notebook for them to keep track of when they feel energized and when they feel drained. Hmm. And so I say, you know, examples of when you feel energized is when you lose track of time, when you don't want the moment to end, you can't stop laughing or smiling or um, you're, you feel totally awake when you should be tired. Mm-hmm. And then drained is, you know, pit in your stomach, not in your shoulder. It's just amazing what our body tells us. Yeah, that's, that, that's that's something that yeah. uh, you know another life coach person who helps people kind of figure out what they should be doing in life, and a great right. friend of mine, Pam Slim, who was on the show cool. previously. I mean, she yeah, is she huge about angle. listening yeah. to you know listening yeah. to your body because your body will tell you everything that you really you need to know. It tells you everything. I remember so. Um, I hope my past boss doesn't listen to this, but anyway, um, <laughs> I won't say who. Okay, well, anyway, I've had lots of bosses, okay? Fair. But anyway, so I had a boss that I really bugged me, really bugged me. I mean, I just, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm a very social person. I actually, there's not many people I don't like, but I really didn't like this person. Anyway, but every time she walked into the room, into my office, my stomach dropped. Hmm. And it was a physical reaction I had. And I thought, okay, I can tr- keep trying to convince myself that I like this woman. But my body is telling me every time, it is telling me, you, this is, her energy does not match with your energy. Sure. It's just the bottom line. Anyway, so, so that's one of the exercises I have is I have people write down so that they notice. It's just you start noticing these themes. Yep. Everything's about the themes. You know, you'll see that happening. So um, I have them notice those things. And that's how they kind of figure out what the flow zone is. But anyway, but another thing is most people cannot just realistically quit their job and, you know, start something that they love on the yep. side. So, so the way I help them is what's your short-term fix and then what's your long-term goal? And as long as the short-term fix is on the path, it may be at the very first baby step. Sure. But it's heading in the direction. Well, you're, set, you're um, setting yourself yeah. up for, for momentum there, right? And so when it's manageable like that, it's not this drastic life change where, you know, you're, you're, you're without any kind of structure that your life previously exactly. had. It's just exactly. we're starting to nudge you in the direction that you want to go. Exactly. Exactly. Which makes people – because people – you know, change is not an easy thing for people. Yeah. Um, for most people. Well, pretty much for everybody, I think. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that helps it. But then at least you feel like, okay, yeah, at least I know where I'm going and I'm heading in the right direction. Um, so, and then a big part, and then another big part is networking, right? Mm-hmm. Which goes back to your building community. Yep. That's a huge thing that we talk about. Um, using LinkedIn, for example, mm-hmm. which is an awesome uh, resource for people looking for jobs. Um, so using LinkedIn, but then on the top of it also just who do you know, right? Yeah. Um, and then making sure we have your, quote, like elevator pitch ready to go. Because you can go to people and say, I hate my job and I want to do something new. Do you know anybody? And that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You'll say, okay, yeah, I know people. What do you want to do? What, do you, what kinds of things? So I help them get their elevator pitch down. That's interesting. And I'm yeah. sure that that helps, you know, uh, by helping themselves understand exactly what they want, they, they right. more clearly define who some of the people in their own network or even just generally would be the right kinds of people to interact with. And that's, and that's really interesting. Right. Um, exactly. So uh, let's transition, though, because I know that you actually yeah. have an event going on this week. Do you care yes. to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Thank you. That's actually the perfect timing with the networking. So, um, so there's a guy named he's he's self-dubbed uh, referral expert, and his name is Jeff Riddle, and um, his website is JeffreyRiddle.com. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but he's awesome. He he has a really varied background where he was going to play pro baseball, um, played in college, and then 
um, got hurt and then said, what the heck am I going to do? Then went and became part of a band anyway and then did commercial real estate. He's been all over the map. But what he's realized across all of it is exactly what you're talking about is building this community. Um, And now I'm not going to say it right. How does he say it? Um, You have your contacts, your community, and a missing one. But you want to basically get it. You want to make everybody eventually into your community. Okay. I think it's like acquaintances, contacts, and um, community. Gotcha. Yeah. And so so he's holding an event at my husband's um, uh, restaurant called The Republic mm-hmm. uh, this week where he's going to talk about how to leverage your network to create anything. So that's with dating. That's with your career. It's with a small business, anything. Um, everybody wants to help. And, you know, he gave a good, really good example. Um, he said, you know, if somebody stops you on the street to ask for directions, a tourist, everybody wants to help. They feel good when they walk away, right? Yep. I just help that person. We all do. Yep. Um, and, and actually, he brought up another interesting point. He was saying um, to, not, to not pay people for referral because he said, you know, example is if that person who asked for directions at the end of it handed you a dollar, how would you feel, right? You would feel awkward. You'd feel maybe devalued, like that was worth a dollar, right? So you could never really put a value on referring somebody. And people just out of the goodness of their heart, they want to help. That's, that's, that's really interesting. So, I mean, you know, do you have, are, are you doing anything more than just hosting the event with your husband at, at, at his restaurant? Yeah. Or are you actively yeah. going to be, you know, helping the folks who attend? Yeah, so we'll be helping the folks that attend. So, awesome. I, so I've started doing events. Um, so far, they've been uh, once a month. I host a free event. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity to, for people to network naturally, for them to hear a great speaker, for that speaker to grow their business, gotcha. right? So same as you, I love building community. I love connecting people. I love getting people out there. Um, and so, so we'll be doing exercises there where we help people um, how they network with each other and with people they never met before. So it should be a great event. Gotcha. Well, you know, obviously, if you're in the San Francisco area, a great opportunity yeah. to, uh, you know, meet up with you and, and, and some of the folks yeah, that are in it. your community. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's really interesting for me because, you know, you're an entrepreneur yourself. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, and I've interacted with a lot of entrepreneurs because that's something that is very much up my alley because it mixes personality and, 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 and community and business. And those are the things that I'm really kind of passionate about. But one of the things that I rarely get to do is that I don't get to speak with the spouse of an entrepreneur. Ah, so yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear kind of what your experience is with that because I know that it's probably very different than running your own business. Business. Right. That's actually really interesting. I've never been asked that, so that's a really interesting question. Um, well, I think there's pros and cons. The pro is he was the one who inspired me to become an entrepreneur because I would be in these corporate jobs and every day and be miserable, and then he would wake up, and he loved what he did. Mm-hmm. And it really was an anomaly to me. I would sit there and say, okay, wait, just explain this to me. You you like working? You know, I really did not understand the concept. He's like, yeah, I love it. And he was really successful. And I thought, God, I just, I mean, I look at him like he was, you know, from another country, but, um, planet, I mean, um, but anyway, so he was the one who inspired me to do that. He, um, so that's wonderful. It's an interesting mix having two entrepreneurs, right? Because sure. the neat thing is that we're always sharing ideas and we're always talking. We're always like, what about this? What about this? And have you tried this? And that's really cool. Um, the other part is it's not for everybody because it's not completely stable, right? Yeah. So um, 
you know, you have to have, what do they say? Uh, what's the expression? You have to have the uh, stomach for it. I think. Yeah. yeah. You have to have the stomach for it, um, especially in this economy. So, and not everybody does, but, um, but I love that. I love that the two of us, you know, and we're both very social. We love being out. We love being a part of community mm-hmm. and, um, you know, growing our business, but also helping people along the way. So, so it's neat. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, it, it's it's just really interesting that, you know, he's inspired you and that, you know, yeah. I'm sure that uh, the uncertainty of the business has actually probably helped you guys, of each of your businesses, because, you yeah. know, your, your husband, just for reference, because I don't think that we mentioned it earlier, except yeah. for kind of in passing, your husband yeah. actually owns a, a, a three or four restaurants slash yeah. bars. So, I mean, yeah, you know, he's, right. he's done this several times. Yeah, um, And right. so that that's that instability stability that comes with being an entrepreneur and running your own businesses i'm sure allows you guys to play off of one another and i'm also sure that that also helps you guys understand one another better when you know what hey it's crunch time it's time to you know things things are needing to happen and they need to happen quickly you guys understand that you know what hey it's time to take care of our 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 child and and you know what i'll I'll focus down on that for a while and let you go run because that's needed um, and so that, that, that I could see being a huge advantage to having two entrepreneurial parents away from the fact that, you know what, your kid stands no chance to ever work for anyone. Right. <laughs> I haven't thought about that way. That's pretty funny. You're right. He actually, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. He's know, 18 months. He's going to be running a business when he's four, exactly. selling lemonade. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Um, but it's funny because I, I, somebody once said to me, one of my clients, she said, um, cause her husband's an entrepreneur and she said, it's not my turn right now. It's his turn. And I thought that was so interesting because both my husband and I are not willing to give up our turn. Right. And I thought, gosh, should I be doing that? You know, is it his turn versus my turn? Um, but well, it, it depends on the dynamics of that relationship, right? I mean, yeah. you look at you look at Will Smith and and, and uh, Jada, right? They uh-huh. don't work simultaneously on movies because they want one of their primary parents right. home with the kids at all times. So yeah. you know what they you know both of them have had to turn down roles before, and it's just yeah. a, it's a, it's a choice in their relationship on how they want a parent. And okay. you know what, for you guys, for you and your husband, yeah. it's worked beautifully for you guys yeah. both to be running. That's right. And I guess because we're not traveling, so we're both always – and actually, it's even more so we're both always home with him. So, um, winner, winner. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, I guess it does depend on the, on the dynamics and, and, and what people's values. So a lot of people's values are stability. A lot of people cannot go without it, and so that wouldn't work for them. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it works for you and your husband to have that instability and, and yeah. that excitement. And I'm sure that you and him both get life out of that. That's where your passion comes from was because you don't know what the next client is going to do. You don't. Right. He doesn't know – what the next big, you know, celebrity who walks into one of his yeah. restaurants is, and I'm, I, right. I have no doubt that that's happening on a fairly regular basis. So right, right. No, it's um, oh, I just thought of something. No, I forgot. Anyway, that means I'm listening, so that's good. Oh, well, then, I, so, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know the last question that I ask on these interviews. Yes. So hopefully, you've yes. been doing some research. So that, you know, I, I have got a few names, but who are yes, some of those yes. people on Twitter that you're following that you just love their content? Okay, so I have – I use Kotui, and I have three lists, three big lists. So one of them is uh, what I call rockin' women to follow. The other is thought leaders, and the other is celebrities. Okay. So I thought I'd give a few of those. Sure. So uh, rockin' women to follow. Uh, I follow Ashley Sinclair, who's uh, at Self Activator. Okay. She's awesome. Um, Kelly Parkinson, who's at Copulicious. Okay. Lori Desheen, who's at Tiny Buddha. All right. Um, and then uh, thought leaders, 
Uh, you've, you've heard of all these. Dalai Lama. Sure. Which is amazing how much he tweets. Uh, Richard Branson. Yes. Dr. Oz, which I know may be a little cheesy, but I do love Dr. Oz. Uh, no, I mean, you know, he's, he's really kind of inspirational. And I, I can say he that is. because, you know, I, 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 a former employer of mine worked very, very closely with him. And so, oh, really? yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to meet the man, but I, yeah. there were a lot of, you know, phone calls where I was walking in after that phone call happened between yeah. someone on our executive staff and him. And so, you, you know, I understand the power of not only his brand, but uh, right. the, how intelligent and inspiring he is to people so it, it's it yeah. may be quote unquote cheesy to the normal folks but if you've right. ever been inside his distortion field you understand why people are so passionate right. about him okay good well i'm glad to hear that and, and hello talk about living your purpose I mean, guys <laughs> he's just yeah so anyway so that's why and then celebrities um dane cook i think is hilarious yes and um and then i follow a few other cheesy um um, reality TV people that I'm embarrassed to say. So okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Susanna, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on the yeah. show. Thank you, Kate. This is so cool what you're doing. So thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, that pretty much concludes this episode of Meet My Followers. I hope that you enjoyed meeting Susanna, but go ahead and follow her on Twitter. That's at Susanna Scully. I would also encourage you to read her blog and especially to follow her events page. Uh, because, you know, she puts on these events once a month and they're completely free. So go over there and meet her if you're in the San Francisco area at some point in time. As always, anything mentioned on the show by Susanna or myself is over in the show notes at meetmyfollowers.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll come back for tomorrow's episode. But either way, go out there and have a great day.